Braze Bits, everybody. This is a big episode for us. Huge episode. This is 40. This is 40. You know, I, I went on this like the set of that movie. Really? I, I guess, I think it was before it was being filmed. I I interned at Sony Pictures and like, you know, they did intern stuff like, like things that people thought would be cool so you wouldn't hate yourself. Nice. Where do they film it? Like on their lot. Or at least the the house, like the house that they lived in, in California. In, the movie. in California, yeah, it was just like a a set on their uh, on the Sony Pictures lot, and it was pretty cool. It was like really detailed, and it was like a a real house. That's awesome. This a is real house. Forte. A real housewives of this is forty. That's amazing. Did you meet uh, Paul Rudd? No, nah, no one was there. No one was there. Oh, beautiful. Even better. Yeah. So I, we just kind of trashed the house. They did have like one of those nest things with the camera. Yeah, so you couldn't have like a house party. Interesting. I could see you throwing a, a house party in there. This is forty ass. As a crazy intern. Yeah. It, Project X. That was the party. That was a wild movie. That was an absolutely wild movie. I never saw it. I saw the trailer and I was like, I saw it. I, what? What else do I need to see in the movie? Oh, man. It was an absolute experience. I remember that that movie was bonkers. I think some like the young child actors got into porn after that. Really? Yeah. It was a it was a breakout it was the breakout movie for a thousand miles teller. Right, I forgot he was in that. He didn't do porn. He's been doing movies since then. Only uh he's been doing acting porn. Correct. Miles Turner Teller. Miles Teller. Nice. Welcome to Braves Bits, everybody. It's episode forty. This is Matt Forday. <laughs> this is this is Matt Forde. It's a nice, a nice even number. It's interesting the human preoccupation with numbers. Sure. We need these cues to to give us a sense of time and a sense of progress and a sense of this is what we should be doing at this time. And it's really uh, random and kind of made up, but we all we all buy into it. Time so and money, are. both essential things, both totally fake. Very fake. I feel like it, the, the numbers evolve over time. I feel like 40 is the new 30. 30 is the new uh, 25. Yeah, I mean, I guess like 85 is the new 26. Definitely. That's like when you used to die at 26. Right. Yeah. As time goes on, we get a new concept of numbers. Yeah, and then we're hurtling towards this idea of being immortal. And, uh, you know, this is pretty heavy stuff to start out with, but I, I, do, I do think it's unnatural to be immortal. <laughs> I mean, I can't argue that. It's definitely not natural to not die. But I would say I'm a fan of Mortal Kombat, and if I had the chance, I would finish it. I never played Mortal Kombat. Really? It's a, cl- a classic. Yeah. Classic, I, my, uh, arcade my mom was like, you know, she was against uh, violent video. I guess I probably played it at like an arcade, but uh, my mom was like against violent video games. Like we couldn't get Grand Theft Auto, uh, okay. stuff like that. But honestly, like I played them at friends' houses and I was like, I don't, I really don't need this. I, I like playing the, like Madden and FIFA and like the sports games. 
Yeah, I prefer sports games overall. But I, I like at an arcade playing a little uh, one-on-one Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And the classic Mor- is when someone, before they die, is in Mortal Kombat, they start spinning around, and the judge goes like, finish him! And then you finish him. And you, it shows that they're they're mortal. They, they die. Yeah, but if you win, then you're an immortal combat player. Immortal right. mortal combat player. Right. That's pretty cool. That's <laughs> It's very cool. You look like you look you look good. You're glistening. You're a little sweaty, but you're not like soaked yet. But I know we're gonna get sweaty this this episode. I I already have a nice glaze on me, a nice lather. I'm, I'm we we swapped spaces again. I'm back in the the concrete jungle. I'm in the city in my apartment. It's it's hot, and you're uh, you're out of the city. Yeah, I'm at the uh, Coach Coach de Mayo, which is uh, Jersey Shore. But it's uh, in French, like the coast of like a jersey, like a, a like a sports jersey. Yeah, it looks like you're in like a little uh, beach hut. Yeah, I am. It's it's great here. I'm stronger than the storm. You are. Yeah, I'm a Jersey boy this week. Fantastico. Love Jersey. You got some good weather. It's, it's it's super hot out. Yeah. So we got here yesterday, and we're here until next weekend. And obviously, so I I haven't gone to the beach yet, but. I did go to my beach, Wegmans. <laughs> I'm sure you, you experienced a lot of different personalities, a lot of different uh, adventures. All in it was day. great. It was, it was a gigantic one. I mean, I guess most Wegmans are pretty big, but this one was huge, and it was one of those stores where I've been there before, but like I go there, it's like once every three years, I feel like I, I go there. But it's one of those stores where if you don't know the layout, then you are... Exploring. You know, you, yeah, but I, I do realize one of the things I think I, I one of the reasons why I do love grocery stores so much is I have such strong aware like I know where everyone is. I'm like a quarterback. I know we went with Kate and my brother in law and his girlfriend and you know, we had to keep track of a lot of different people, a lot of different things. And I realize I think it's also because of my height. I could kind of see over the, the defense over yeah. all the other people. Yeah. And I, I do like that aspect. As well, yeah. Kate wanted to let you know personally, but I guess the Brazerbacks. I'm recording the pod. She's at the beach right now. Um, so jealous. And she went to the beach. I, I haven't gone to the beach yet. I mean, I guess I'll go at some point. Are you guys we walking along... distance? Yeah, it's like a seven minute walk, maybe. We um we walked along the boardwalk yesterday, but I haven't hit the sand yet. And I, I'll probably hit the sand at some point, but I might I might not. Who knows? That would be insane if you get a beach house or wherever a beach hut and you're a seven minute walk and you don't go to the beach. That'd be absolutely blasphemous. The blasphemous. second the second I would I would touch it down there, I would I would sprint to the beach. So you get tired if you're sprinting for that for seven minutes. Then hours. you then you get refreshed, you go and you get go for a dip in the big drink, aka the ocean. The seven eleven big gulp? Big old big old gulp. Yeah. I've had a big gulp since the seventies. I think I had one of them once and I was like I mean I'm a I love I love an oversized I love a supersize foreshadowing. But a big gulp is is even too much. You get you get to like twenty seven percent of a big gulp, and you're like, "What have I gotten myself into?" Yeah, that's gonna give you, sorry, that's gonna give you a stomachache. That's gonna oh, give yeah. you uh, that's too many bubbles. I see a big gulp, and then I have a little bit of it, and then I give myself a big gulp of trepidation. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they're good. They're good for long road trips, and they're they're probably great for truck drivers. If you're out on the on the open highway, hilarity highway for a long zoom, you probably want a big gulp. Yeah, but they're one of those things where like you have it and then you gotta let it 
to let it sit because you can't obviously have the whole thing. And then you come back to it and you're like, what, what did this become? Yeah. If, it, if you get a flat bill, big gold. It's like a, it's like a friend who like went left for college and came back and it's completely changed. Right. I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> now you're, you're a big gold. Before we get into the app, I got one, I guess, meal prep item. Okay. I don't know if you saw our Instagram comment thread from the last episode, but no. we had Dan Grove, a friend of mine from high school, Brazerback, co- uh, commented uh, about on our clip, which was about my dislike of smart food popcorn, basically. Mm-hmm. And he said this. He said, hold on, I got to... Lance that mentioned that. I recall you grabbing friends' smart food popcorn bags at the lunch table and throwing them out regardless of how much popcorn was left. Wow. So you would throw out, it wouldn't be your popcorn, you would so, be throwing so, out just bags of uh, So initially, uh, initially I, don't have any, I didn't have any recollection of this, and then I thought about it some more, and I think I did that one time. I, maybe I did it multiple, it made me kind of sad. I was like, what other monstrous things did I do in my youth that I have repressed? You're a popcorn but, bully. Yeah, the, I really don't like that behavior, because there's one, it's one thing to dislike something, and let people know your opinion, but it's another thing to force your beliefs onto other people, and uh, in a way that negatively affects them. So I, I don't like that I did that. I I apologized on our comment thread that I did that. I did say I was happy that my ideology at least remained consistent between, you know, seventh grade and now. And then I apologized to him personally if I ever uh, threw out his. But I also made sure to not apologize if I did it to Seidel. <laughs> I appreciate the non-apology of Seidel. That's that's huge. That's that's amazing that he remembered that 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 memory really stuck with him. Yeah, yeah I mean that's a that's, that that, that's a ridiculous thing to do. And I, I now that I think about it, I feel like I did it one time to like prove a point. But yeah. I hope I only did it one time. One time, I feel like it's like kind of a funny, okay thing. But if it was multiple times, that's a that's an issue. I can't imagine. I can't believe that I had any friends if if that's you know <laughs> the stuff I would do. You had a hard line against this white cheddar popcorn. Who, who knew? It was such a an unbelievable product. Well, it's not unbelievable. It's it's. I mean, it's I mean, unbelievable in a negative way. The way it makes you feel. The way it causes such a volatile reaction. Yeah, Dan said, "Mr. Competitive." That was his name, and uh, that the fifth grade girls gave him when we played soccer. Um, <laughs> That's a bad Mr. name. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> to be named by girls, calling calling him Mr. Competitive. Yeah, I think well. it was like a nice name. I think you know some of them. Some of them had a crush on him. Okay. I think I it was, it was more thing. like calling him like a tryhard in, in soccer. No, no, no. It was like we had this um, soccer game. It was uh, people in, in fifth grade, you played an instrument, and it was people who were in band versus people who were in orchestra. And uh, it was like, you know, it was it was a co-ed soccer game that we played at recess. It was a big deal. And he was probably the best player. So he And he was like, he was into it. Nice. So he was Mr. Competitive. But he said, Mr. Competitive said that he thought for me, that the smell was like a, you know, it was triggering. That makes sense. The and, smell is very, it's yeah. very, it's unlike any other smell. It's not a natural smell. No, it's unnatural. It doesn't make, it doesn't mean it's not delicious, though. No, it means it's not delicious. <laughs> wow, that's, I, I, I missed that thread. I would love to, if there's any footage from back in the day, be tossing out the big old bag of popcorn. I don't think there's footage. This was pretty, uh, yeah, this is like in the Ebams world era, probably. Sure, but, it would have went viral. Yeah, I also got, um, a text today, uh, this morning, I was just, you know, doing work and I get a text and it's from my wife and <laughs> all the text says is that Tic Tacs are not a snack. 
love that. Absolutely. I mean, of course they're not a snack. That, that, that goes back to the, the schneck theory. You threw that on the list just to provoke. You try to prov- you try to get a rise out of me and try to get a rise out of Kate, which you got, definitely got a rise out of me. And Kate, I think she knows at this point you're, what kind of buttons you're trying to push. So she sends you just a stern text letting you know the facts. Tic Tacs are not a snack. <laughs> well, so I explained it to her also. She said, like, her main thing was, like, they're not filling. Like, how could you expect yeah. they're not a snack? But I said no snacks are really filling. That's why they're snacks. You just eat endless amounts of them, and you're still hungry. It's just something. It's just something to do. Snacks are simply something to do in between meals. Not something. Not there's something to do. They're they're supposed to satiate. They're supposed to like hold you over to another meal. Yeah, they. Not having dinner in two hours. I'll have a little bit of hummus. I'll have a couple of crackers. Not. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have three Tic Tacs. For for me, snacks are like they're like uh, a K cup coffee. Where it's like you have it, and it's like you have one, and it's just enough to hold you over. But then, like when you're done with it, you're like, I need another one, and that's that's how I feel about snacks. So it's Tic Tacs, like, you know, you have you have a bunch of Tic Tacs, and I feel like you're actually okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think there's anybody, any Razorback that has your back on this one. There's usually a couple that you know, maybe think cream cheese is a cheese, think that water is the best <laughs> beverage, but having Tic Tac as a snack, come on. That's whack. Tic-tac-toe. That's three X's in a row. Yeah, I liked when you said in the last episode. If, also, uh, if you don't know what, you're ta- what we're talking about, if you don't know what you're talking about, then <laughs> I don't know, I guess. I, I if you don't know what you're talking about, maybe go see a, a therapist or something. Yeah, or just like go work out. Or yeah, clear your head a little bit. Yeah, clear your head, meditate. Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to the last episode. We talked about our top, top nine snacks. Yeah. And uh, Tic Tacs are one of my top nine snacks. Insanity. You want to get into some highlights? Yeah, let's do it. You want me Where to lead off? off? I, I could see it in your eyes. You're like, I want a bat second today. I feel like if you're sure. on base, I'm going to have a, a nice swing, and you're going you're gonna to drive me in. I would love that. You, get yeah. on, you set the tone. Set the tone for the, these highlights. So I have two highlights. One of them we kind of talked about a little bit. I'm in the Jersey Shore, and it's just like, you know, as as cliche as it is, you got to get out of the city. You got to. They're in the city for a bunch, and the you know the walls felt like they were really closing in in the city, and it we were just like yesterday outside. There's this nice porch in this in this house, and just the air, the energy just feels so much better. It just you feels so much in the house. A, a porch. Oh, a porch. Gotcha. There's no por- Porsche. Porsche de Rossi. We were driving in the city yesterday, and we drove. I didn't know there was like a Ferrari dealership in uh, maybe in like the 50s in Midtown. I didn't know that either. Is that, no. is that on like the the west side? Also on the west side where all those dealerships are. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not there. It's like just in the middle of like it's like Broadway maybe. Oh wow. It's wild. That is wild. Yuval Noah Ferrari. A lot of sapiens. Nice. By it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's just like the air feels nice here. Walking around, being on the porch, being on the boardwalk. As much as I, I love the city, and so we're recording this on a Monday, and I don't know if you saw this article that Seinfeld wrote that like hit at the owner of Stand Up New York, the whole, you know, mini drama. But Seinfeld basically was saying, you know, the city is the best, even though it's getting a lot of bad press, I guess, and a lot of people are leaving the city because of the pandemic. 
And I let you know, I felt like you can't replicate the energy of the city, and you can. He's he's right. At the same time, cities, you know, you spend too much time in them. It's it 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 wears on you. It's definitely a unnatural way of living, and you don't realize that until you leave, and your mental state is is uh you know one of the best we've we've said a million times one of the best things about living in the city is is leaving it's getting out yeah especially in august in the the dead heat of it during a pandemic it heightens all of the uh the negatives about a city so getting out it's, it's the most refreshing feeling in the world you gotta get really, out of the city a whole different air quality people are happier it's just it, i'm it's the best yeah, and even just like the, the, with the mask, it's like I mean, when you're outside in the city, it's you're you're always within six feet of someone, or always have the potential to be within six feet of someone. You just have to be on. I mean, this is true in non-pandemic times, but you have to just be so much more mentally strained. Sure. And it's and I feel it's it's made it's been made Tony Starker now, like with with the mask situation. And here, you know, we're walking around, like, obviously in Wegmans, we're wearing masks, but it's like, you're not, when you're outside, you're not within six feet of, of anyone, so. Yeah, you can walk around without the mask, or mask at bay, and if you go by somebody, you throw it on. Six feet under. Uh, and then number two is, a few days ago, I went to Modell's. You gotta go to Moe's. You gotta get out of the city, and you gotta go to Moe's. Gotta go to Moe's. Gotta go to Modell's. Gotta go to Moe's. Modell's. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if it's just the ones in the city, but they're like closing tomorrow. They're probably closed by now, by the time we're recording, by the time this yeah. comes out. Yeah, very sad. I think they're going out of business. Bankrupt. Which I didn't know. I just walked, I was walking around. I was in the financial district, and I saw the Modell's. It, first of all, it looked like it looked like it had... I don't know. It just looked like it was a mess in there. There were like shoes on the floor. It looked like twelve-year-old's room who never cleaned up. Were they looted? Or is it? I think it was just like everything. You know, they're closing in like three days, so it was just like a mess in there. Gotcha. Um, but I got a hat, which I don't have in my immediate purview, but a New York Islanders hat that was six dollars and fifty cents. Oh, so it was a great value and it was just like a nice i mean models has been a part of of my life uh same here and is a huge part of my life yeah it's just it's sad that it, it's it's now gone and just kind of i was thinking about just like sports department stores is that the right sporting goods stores? yeah uh i guess dicks is still around and they're pretty they're doing pretty well but other than that it's like the sports authority is gone models is gone these like smaller small businesses. Uh, there was actually right by my, my apartment. There was this long running sporting goods store that closed a few years ago, and like sporting goods store culture, I feel like is is I mean it's strange, but it's it's gone in in our twenty first century. It's super sad. I, I don't know if you, you ever did this, but Models used to have on the back of ticket stubs for like Yankee games and Jets and Giants. They if you brought your ticket stub to Models, they give you like ten percent off. It was always a classic. Keep your stubs. Yeah, if you keep you keep your stubs, you're a model citizen. <laughs> exactly. Be stub stub. But I think I think it's it's a sign of just overall uh, shopping stores in general. I was reading an article today about how uh, Carl Icahn's like a big investor. How he he shorted. He's been shorting all these malls because all these department stores are just going out of business. 
like Hudson Yards is, is all the stores that are going out of business. I think it's not just sporting goods stores. I think it's a lot of stores in person are going out of business because people are buying online. Yeah, and I think, yeah, this stuff was going to happen eventually and the pandemic probably just sped it up a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, I think I think it's kind of sad. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a... There's something to be said about these big box stores and it's like, is there really a loss that you're losing a gigantic chain? But there's something to be... Like, the more everything is online, the less everything is... The, the less chances you have to interact with people, to build a sense of community and connection. And yeah. it's, you know, each of these small decisions relates to what kind of world do we all want to live in and increase... It, it seems like at every turn, people choose small convenience over this kind of long-term sense of community and in-person connectedness. And I think it's... I don't think it's the right move. Yeah, it's tough. I prefer to buy clothing and especially shoes in person. I don't, I don't really like, I feel like I'm in between sizes and in my feet and just for, for everything. So I like, I like going in person, feeling it out, feeling the material. I don't like the online shopping world. It ain't for me. No. Sweet sauce. Those are some good highlights. I'm just got to have a, a last hurrah models. I know. I didn't even, it was kind of like not planned and it was just nice to have that closure. Model Beckham Jr. Nice. There's a, there's a Models in Astoria on Steinway. I wonder if it's uh, still hanging around. I might have to pop by. Yeah, you got you to pop by. That's a little foreshadowing as well. My highlight was I, I met my friend, previously spoken about my friend Eddie Jones in the podcast. I met his girlfriend for the first time over this past weekend. And it was the first, I realized, it was the first person, new person I've met since the pandemic started. I haven't met anybody. I haven't met any new people. I haven't gone out in the world and met a new human being. It was it was really nice getting to know somebody. We played the Jewish geography where like I named somebody I knew from her college and and she somehow knew that person. We we kind of connected our networks. We've had a lot of similar contacts. I haven't I haven't uh, met somebody new in a long time. And I was a little anxious going over there. I was like I haven't talked to somebody new in a long time. Is it going to be weird? Is it going to be awkward? But it was really nice. She's a, she's an absolute sweetie pie. Uh, we got along great, had a nice din-din, and uh, it was my highlight, meeting, meeting a new friend. That's great. Um, number one, Jewish Geography. I haven't played it in a while, but it's a great game. One of my favorites. It's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Um, you realize how small the world is. I mean, the, I guess just Jews. <laughs> you realize how small the Jewish world is <laughs> on the, the, on the world. East Coast. <laughs> in, in America. Yeah. It's like, okay, are you from New York City area? Are you from South Florida? Are you from that like area in Maryland? Right. Are you from <laughs> L.A.? Are you from San Diego? Are you from Berkeley? Uh, yeah, Illinois, like, you know, those Illinois suburbs. There's little pockets. There's pockets here and there. Some hot pockets. Cool. It was, it was really pockets. nice. Yeah. That's, are you from Newton, Massachusetts? Big Newton. But, so I had dinner with my aunt a few weeks ago, and I realized, because it's kind of similarly, but... It was. It felt like a more normal situation, but I also realized, like I, the same what you were saying with like conversation. I've just yeah. so I I was saying to Kate, like the only people I really talk to are her and you, and <laughs> like it's not like we speak braised bits, so it's kind of like a different. Yeah, you know, we speak we speak pod language, and you know I'm talking to my wife like we you know we know how each like we're interacting with each other where 
that's kind of a different thing. You're like interacting with your significant other is different than interacting with just random people. Yeah. Um, so I like realized I was like, I don't think I know how to interact with, with actual people. Yeah. Not that you're not a person. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a Razorback, but it, I, you know, we have our own language and I'm sure you and your wife have your own short, what's it called? Short, not short talk, but like shorthand, uh, shorthand. Exactly. Yeah. Baseball like, shorthand. Yeah. And you don't have to, you, you know each other's tendencies, you know how you're feeling in certain situations, but with new people or people that you don't see as quite as often, you, you have to be more uh, aware and, and be more open to You have to be con- you, have, you have to be conversationally skilled, but if you don't sharpen that saw, then right. you're going to be Rusty Wallace. Exactly. So that's good. That's a cool, I don't think I've met anyone new, really, since yeah. the pandemic. It's, I mean... It's nice for me. I mean, you know, because I'm a cat and you're a dog, so... You right. like interacting, and it, this is this is perfect for me. I typically am not like I'm not an outgoing dog. I'm I'm, a, I'm like a good like once you start petting me, I'll start licking you up. But so that's why I was a little nervous meeting somebody new. But once once I get my my feet wet, have a couple biscuits, I'll start barking. Yeah, when you bark, it's like a good bark. Oh yeah, Bark yeah. Simpson. Uh, <laughs> that uh, those bark like chocolate bark, you know that like snack. Yeah, delicious. Eh. No tic tac. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna die on this tic tac hill you love it tic tac mountain <laughs> beautiful do beautiful. we get into our question or do we get into our uh, top nine your uh jesse's choice chef's choice serve up today's special let's uh let's get into our question let's do it all right so we got a good question i not that we didn't like every other question but this might be my favorite personally um Fantastic let me question. let me pull it up. Uh, so this is a question. Hold on. I, By the way, can trouble. you hear that my my laptop is it's a little warm, but it's not that loud. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you it's get fine. this guy out of the city. Get him. Get him near the beach. This guy is easy yeah, to I don't. It's like in the city, you're just every everything's such so like such a stimulation, and it's, it is really nice not to. Who it's cares? Easy breezy. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Learning. All right. So this question, this is from a Brazerback who's going by the name Snacking on a Tic Tac. Love that. <laughs> Huge. Uh, so Snacking on a Tic Tac says, "This is a stand-up question. I don't. We haven't gotten a stand-up question yet. So no. Um, he says, "What's your advice for starting out doing stand-up? I've seen you both do stand-up a few times." I used to live near the Lantern. There's a show there when you both mentioned your podcast, and I've been listening ever since. I'm not in pristine pod shape, but I do my best to get in my reps. And seeing enough stand-up shows at the Lantern slash Grizzly Pear slash Cellar, which are all comedy clubs in kind of the same area, uh, has inspired me to try it out. I've written a ton of what I think are jokes during the pandemic, so I feel like my mind is really telling me to do it once things open back up. I'm 25. I'm not looking to leave my job, obviously, especially now. But I'm wondering how you guys started and how do you go from doing open mics to doing actual shows? Also, what's up with the what's up with the guy with the food jokes? Is he doing all right in the pandemic? Love that. So that's a shout out to Joe Russell. You could follow him on Instagram at Joe Russell Comedy. He's got it. We should have him on the pod. I mean, all his whole stand up is about food. Yeah, I would love to. He also he does a, a great web series with his girlfriend, the Cheese Show. Yeah, the Cheese Show. It's, it's, it's probably one of my favorite pieces of content during quarantine i love it they do it they have a different piece of cheese every week it's, it's really really funny yeah we should have had him on the uh the top nine 
Jesus, yeah. Jesus, that was, a, that was an oversight. Yeah. Yeah. Jonas is doing well, though. He, he actually texted me uh, last week just checking in. He, he's very nice. Yeah, I saw him, actually. He's one of the people I've seen during this. Um, we actually went and checked out. We went to the Lantern once. Uh, but, obviously, there's no no comedy to do. But thank you. Um, tic -tac, snacking on Tic Tac. Uh, for the question, what's your advice for starting out doing stand-up, Jesse? My advice, well, I took a, a class before I did any open mics. I did a, uh, like a six-week workshop, which like, I think he's, Snacking on Tic Tac's got a leg up because he's already got some material. Before I even started this class, I had no jokes. So the class made me write jokes, made me actually write stuff. Because that's half the, the battle at first, is having jokes or having things written down to, to say. Um, so like having material, but then it's just doing it. Like I, I went, I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but I went to a bunch of open mics and like ended up leaving after signing up because I got so nervous. But then I just made it a goal in my head of like, the whole goal is just to get on stage. It doesn't matter how it goes. Um, and that's what I did. And then eventually just did it more consistently doing it every night. It's, it's tough to give advice right now. This is a whole new world. I think there's some Zoom open mics. I think there's some Zoom comedy classes. I don't know how good those are, or even that, that really translates to real-world stand-up. It does a little bit. I mean, you're, you're speaking jokes out loud to uh, human beings, but there's no energy in the room if you're doing it online. But it's just a matter of doing it, is my, my advice. Uh, and the whole process of getting on the shows is just, I think kind of like networking and uh, kind of like in any, any other business world of meeting people. I got on more shows once I started my own show. I was able to have people on my show. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of cheesy, but just, just doing it. And the more and more you do it, the better you get. Yeah. Um, so he says, I, I feel like he's, he says, I feel like my mind is really telling me to do it once things open back up. So this is interesting because like during quarantine, I feel like people have time to think about, you know, what they what they want, what they don't want. Uh, you see people, the, this trend of uh, couples, for instance, taking like divorce, uh, like photos together. Have you seen this? No. What is that? It's like uh, couples get divorced and they take like a picture together. Like it's like it's like a new job. It's like the, our journey has come to an end, blah, blah, blah. It's insane. So it's like they're, uh, it's they're announcing their divorce for the picture? Yeah, like Ar Army Hammer did it, and Jay Cutler did it, and Kristen Cavallari. Oh, wow. I missed this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this doesn't really have much to do. But I th like people, I think, are basically like, thinking, like, oh, it's like this is like they're, people are figuring out routes of their life in a way that you couldn't do normally. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Zoom stuff is tough. I would almost think about it like, okay, in a year when things open back up, yeah. if, if things are back to normal. Yeah, kind of what Jesse said in terms of, of just doing it. He says, I think it's interesting. So there's a thing with stand-up where in order to get good at it, or in, and it, but really in order not to just get good at it, but in order to progress from the open mic level to shows is you have to take it seriously enough to really build your life around it. Mm. In that way, it's uniquely demanding. So I would say... He says, you know, with his job, like if you have a job in New York where you're working until 8 or 9 p.m., you can't really do comedy and have that job. Yeah, it's tough. You have to build your life around being able to do stand-up 
pretty much every day. I mean, I actually think it's an, I, I think it's kind of unhealthy to do stand up every single day. I think you should take at least one day off a week. Um, in the beginning, you get these people at open mics where the whole thing is like, I got on stage 30 times this week and there's a, there's something to be said about that. But ultimately I think all those people who said that and do that have burnt out and they're like, what yeah. they're no longer doing comedy. I think it's definitely um, at a certain point it's quality over quantity. Like in the beginning, if you're just doing open mics that are terrible and you're doing three of those a night, it's not great. But yeah. I think if you're doing great shows every night, I mean, that's fantastic. I, I, that's how I would build a lot of momentum of stringing along a bunch of good shows in a row and like figure out what jokes work and get, it's how you have the most confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it's, it's kind of tough because, especially now, but assuming things when they get back to normal are going to be somewhat similar to now is, yeah, get on stage as much as you can. You're going to start by doing open mics. It's hard to really get booked on shows right away. Um, the best way, as you said, is to have your own. Could also do for a little bit bringer shows, which kind of end up being a scam. But in the beginning, you're getting quality stage time. That you wouldn't, that. Yeah, I, that I did you wouldn't a lot get. Of shows. There, there's some. Good yeah, there's some good ones, and I think for your first year, it's a good thing to do. It gives you something to look forward to. It gives you a goal. Getting, all, yeah, when you're doing yeah, open mics, it has something to work towards. Yeah, exactly. And I would honestly do it do it like in the beginning like you you basically have to decide if you want to actually do it or like if you're just gonna do it as a hobby it almost doesn't make sense no like so you might want to start you might want to start doing like i don't know three times a week and then like for two months and then if after those two months if you you're craving more kind of dive into it um yeah and And if you see if you see some progress if you see yourself better more comfortable it's all about yeah. For me, at least, it's just a matter of getting comfortable. The more, the more I did it, the more I'd get comfortable. Yeah, definitely. You know, you could you could email us uh, with like specific questions if you want. Um, yeah, this but... is a great question. This is, I think first time in a long time we have a Brazerback that like saw us at a show, started to do the pot. I don't know any. Other yeah, I think I think this. Like I think this is the first one that I know. Snacking on a Tic Tac, revolutionary. Yeah, yeah uh re- very revolutionary yeah but then so it for them for moving to open mics to actual shows my friend or really kind of advancing in in stand-up comedy my friend chris who's out of comedy had this great joke that i thought which i'll i'll um i'll say so he said you know you do open mics and then after a while you do them a lot you make some friends you, maybe you have a bar show and you start getting booked on bar shows and then maybe some shows at clubs and you do that for about five years and then you go home and you kill yourself <laughs> That's, and this guy's not in comedy anymore. <laughs> he's not in comedy anymore. He he's way happier. He's he's way happier. So, um, yeah. yeah um, it's I don't know. It's tough. I I personally I'll talk about it more a, a bit later. But this pandemic, I mean, it sucks for everybody. But I feel like it's really been for me. I feel like all the momentum I've had in comedy has basically. I feel like I had some momentum, and I feel like it all has basically died with the uh, the virus. And there's ways to build it back, but with things being as uncertain as they are, I'm wondering what the direction, what the best direction is. Yeah, it's, it's not a, it's a pretty depressing conversation. It's a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of unknown. This is, I, yeah. I think that this is not an exaggeration at all. This is the most uncertain time in the history of stand-up. I mean, stand-up hasn't been around that long, and this is the only, this is the only time ever where people can't, literally can't do stand-up because 
of the law. It's it's kind of sick though. Like I I followed Tim Dillon on Twitter. He's he's really funny tweets. He was yeah. supposed to perform at a Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island this past weekend. They got shut down because of. I uh, got shut down. Oh, because of the law. law. But yeah. Tim Dillon retweeted today. Chelsea Handler tweeted out that she just recorded uh, her HBO Max stand-up special in Jersey. It was an outdoor show. Uh, and he was like, as long as celebrities are allowed to do record their specials outdoors, uh, it's all right in the world. It was, it was like an ironic tweet. But it was, it's crazy. Like, I guess she was able to do it in Jersey, and I guess HBO was able to get enough testing done. And it just shows like the different power dynamics in the stand-up world and just in society. It's bonkers. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's we'll table. I have a lot of that stuff for my QAB actually. So let's let's uh, okay. let's put this in the the oven, keep it on warm, and we'll bring it out a little bit later. Beautiful. Let's uh, so. let's dive into something a little tastier, maybe a little something a little greasier, something a little yeah. lighter. Yeah, definitely. I don't know about lighter, but not always lighter. Could be out lighter, but not always. This week's top nine is our top nine favorite fast food chains. This is a big one. This is one I feel like we've had in the pocket for a while, and we're bringing it out. And this is already, I feel like this is, there's, this is guaranteed to be a classic. It should be. It absolutely should be. I think we're going to have a lot in common. I think we're going to have a couple of disagreements on what... You're definitely not going to like my number one. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Really? I'm not going to like your number one? No. Wow. That's, a bold, that's a bold prediction. A um, yeah. For me, so I had seven right off the bat that I like. Ha- I knew where I was including, and then I have like an eight through fourteen, maybe, mm-hmm. where I could like they're clearly a step below, but it was very tough for me to pick number nine and number eight. Gotcha. Well, but then the like number seven onward is clearly like like number seven honestly could have been like number three, mm-hmm. like that. They were everything was pretty close from seven to. I had a clear number one, but like seven to two, we're all pretty close. We're definitely going to have a lot in common. It just depends on the order. Yeah, you, you want to lead off? Sure. My number nine, El Nueve, is Panda Express. Big Panda Express guy. I haven't had it in a long time, but it is my favorite greasy version of Chinese food, mall Chinese food. Um, we get it at summer camp a lot when we go to the movies and we were able to get uh, food court dinner before going to the movies always hit the spot never disappoints get the orange chicken with some lo mein uh always always hits the spot i feel like it's always like the same quality very greasy always very filling and i think like now in the past few years i've seen them pop up more around manhattan and they're becoming more like a like a legit fast food chain i only knew them really from being in malls now i've seen them have like storefronts they seem to be getting a little more legit it's my number nine yeah, uh, I've had Panda Express a few times. They're not in my top nine. I wouldn't say I like. I've had it, and I'm like, this is this does the job. Like, it's like you're not gonna dislike it, but I, I don't like. I'm not gonna go out of my way to go to Panda Express because, you know, I'm a I'm a big Chinese food fan. It was my number one food, Chinese food in our, yeah. our top nine foods of the world cuisines of the world and you know it just i wouldn't say panda express gives chinese food a bad name because it's 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 kind of its own thing um i also do believe the founders are chinese 
Um, but like there, it just, it, you know, there's, it's, it's fast food, it's Chinese food. Uh, yeah. so I think there's not that this is anyone's fault, but I think, you know, some people who don't have access to quality, higher quality Chinese food, just think Chinese food is Panda Express and that does a disservice to Chinese food in general. Uh, that's my take on Panda Express. Okay. But that's not to say that no one could like it or enjoy it. That's kind of insane. But yeah, yeah that's my take. Okay, that's fair. Number eight is Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's is probably my favorite fast food sandwich uh, place. I had I haven't had it that much. I had it a lot one summer. I went to uh, University of Michigan to take some classes before going to college, and they had Jimmy John's, and it like blew my mind how. The quality was so amazing, and they have some kind of policy where it's like they deliver in under 20 minutes or else you get your money back. Always fast delivery, always just high-quality stuff. JJ never fails. Great bread, great cold cuts, everything. Jimmy John's, how do they do it? I don't know. So I, I, I don't know if I've had Jimmy John's before. I want to. I feel like I've had it, but I can't remember a specific time where I've had it. My question about Jimmy John's is, is it one person or is it two per, two people? I like to think Jimmy John's is one one person, but I wouldn't I like to, hate it if it was two, if it was Jimmy and John. So I like to think that too, but I also feel like I can't take someone seriously whose name is Jimmy John and then like has a sub shop, or or is that the perfect person to have a sub shop? I'm not really sure. I think it's the perfect name, Jimmy John. It, it flows. It's got a little little chop in it. I, I want a guy behind the counter named Jimmy John serving me up a sub. I'll take yeah, a Jimmy I'd John like, over Jersey Mike any day. Like I feel like. <laughs> I feel like Jimmy John sounds like someone who's 45 who was called Jimmy John when he was little and just never told anyone that he was now going by James. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It is funny when, like, Jimmy's grow up and decide to be James. Or I actually had a, a guy in high school who went from, he was, everyone called him James, and when he, like, went to college, they had everyone call him Jimmy. Yeah, that's like a nice, college is one of the few times especially especially nowadays because now everything you're tracked by yelp or whatever you gotta you can't really change your identity as much yeah yeah that i yeah i don't have much experience i think of hoboken new jersey when i think of jimmy john's because i feel like they have a bunch and every Mm -hmm. time i'm in hoboken i walk by and i see a jimmy john's yeah um but that's yeah i don't really have much experience with it so i can't really talk to it you'd like it i'm sure i would i'm sure i would Kerry would. Mine number seven, I have, I went a little bit back and forth of whether this is considered fast food. At the end of the day, I consider it fast food. I think it's probably the most upper echelon of the fast food chains. It's Panera Bread. I love a Panera Bread. I think we've talked about Panera Bread in the pod before. They have my favorite broccoli cheddar soup. I love their half and half lunch. You get a half a sando, half a soup. Sometimes if you go nuts, get a bread bowl. It's it's relatively fast. You, if you order a turkey sandwich and a broccoli cheddar soup, you're not waiting more than five minutes for it. So I consider that fast food. Really good baked item, really good bread, really good bakery items, solid coffee. It's my number seven, Panera. I'm not a big Panera guy. I don't. I just don't think it. It feels too corporate for me. Number one, and I don't think it's that good. Like I feel like any. It basically imitates any sort of local sandwich shop which is always going to be better. And I also feel like Panera isn't less expensive. And I just think it's, 
it's mass it's it's mass produced in a market where you don't have to it doesn't have to be a fast food chain. Panera Bread is basically your local lunch spot. Yeah. But it's a chain. I just I think it sometimes can be more efficient than like if you go to a local sandwich place at lunchtime, there might be a rush hour you're waiting for half an hour. Go over to Panera, you're waiting for five minutes. Depends on what you're looking for. That's definitely true. I don't think the quality is good enough though. I, I don't think I don't think it's that good. I, I've never been wowed by Panera. You gotta dip that that bread into that soup. It'll blow your mind. That rocky cheddar soup with the French bread? Come on. I also think of Pantera is not like like a screamo band or something. Not sure. That's what I always think of when I think of Panera. Grateful bread. Great, grateful bread. <laughs> yeah. My nice. dad's a, a breadhead. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I, I think. You know what I think of Panera? What? Meh. No. All right. I think That's it's I think. uh like especially if like you're at a rest stop if there's like a Panera bread at a rest stop or like uh if you don't have that many options I think it's 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 a step above most most fast food places. So I would go with Subway over I would Panera if I really yeah. that is that's unbelievable. I believe I, it. I don't have Subway on my top nine. I'm I I don't hate Subway. I've ha- I have had plenty of Subway, but I think Panera bread blows Subway out of the water. I, I don't, spoiler alert, I don't have Subway on my top nine either. It was close. It's within the 8 to 14 range, but I ultimately decided not to include it. But I think Subway has its, basically what you're saying. Subway, to me, its place is at a rest stop. You kind of want a sandwich. Subway's the way to go. It's, it's, it's not bad at all. But Panera Bread. Panera Bread would stomp all over Subway in a boxing match. I do want to shout out Gus Tate. I think his Instagram is Gus Tate Comedy or Gus Tate. He had the sketch that he, he did like like a with year ago or two ago. Yeah, with Zane and, and Natalie. And the sketch is, uh, it's like a girlfriend and boyfriend. And the boyfriend, Zane, says like, asks his girlfriend to make him a sandwich like the way he wants. And the bit is that she she's like a subway worker and he's <laughs> on the line. It's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. It's so funny. He's got some great videos, great sketches. He does. Um, cool. So my number nine... I don't think you're going to see this coming, but it's Qdoba. Wow, QD. Yeah, so Qdoba, Mexican burrito place. Qdoba, I feel like, often gets overshadowed by definitely Chipotle and possibly Moe's Southwestern Grill. Mm. I like Qdoba the most out of these three. Qdoba, I feel like they maybe overexpanded in like 2010s and... 2000, early 2010s, and I feel like they closed. There actually used to be a Cadoba on Bleecker and McDougal, where um, across from where By Chloe is now. There's a, there used to be a Cadoba there. Really? Yeah. And I just think like Chipotle, there was a time between like 2010 and 2012 where I was a big Chipotle boy. I thought it was great. I was obsessed with it. But I feel like they've really gone downhill. They've like less, I feel like it's less food. And it just tastes like Chipotle now. You know, every time I have Chipotle, it's like that specific taste. Right. And I don't think it's that good. Like, I think most places in New York City that where you could get a burrito are way better. And Chipotle, to me, is also not re- It's barely Mexican. It's like, it's Chipotle. It's it's, yeah, it's, its own, own genre. And I just think Cadoba's... I like. I feel like it's not as... Uh, it, it just feels like a, a nicer experience. They also have queso, which I feel like when I'm going to like a... 
Cordoba, Chipotle type place. I want I want queso. Queso to me is like it, it's the ingredient that ties everything together in that type of like you know it, like Mexican American food basically. Sure. Um, and in college there was a Cordoba. We in my senior year we lived like a minute away from a Cordoba, and on Mondays you, you get half price burritos. That's a great deal. And I have fond memories of that time. That's a fantastic deal. I haven't had much experience with Cadobas. I'm not, a, I, not even sure I've ever had Cadoba, to be honest. Um, I used to, I like Chipotle. I haven't had that much of Moe's. I'm not a huge fan of any of those three. It's, it's kind of like how you feel about Panera. I would prefer to go to like a local Mexican place if, if, it's the, if there's an option. Um, but I'm not a big fan of those chain Mexican places i gotta try cadoba i've never really had it yeah now that i like kind of even talk about it out loud i'm like i should have included something else but i like it it's my favorite like yeah i could i like cadoba like i would i would go to a cadoba and be happy but i would probably choose a local place over cadoba right every time um number eight i got cinnabon wow so cinnabon classic but you know when i was little i thought it was the holy grail <laughs> i was Monty Python, and I, it's just great. I i have it every now and then if I'm traveling on the road and I see a Cinnabon, and Cinnabon could be a snack. It's a good snack. I mean, it's an unbelievable snack. Cinnabon's like a, it's, a, it's almost a meal. Yeah, and it's a, it, it is delicious. After you have it, you do feel pretty bad. I don't feel good after having it, but when you're having it, it's there's few things better. Are you a fork and knife bun man, or are you? No, no, I, I peel it off. You I peel kind of, layer I by kind of like layer by layer, yeah. Like a cinnabon onion. Yeah, cinnabonion. <laughs> Cinnapal bunion. <laughs> wow, I was, that's I can't imagine you peeling off a cinnamon onion. That, that's what's held me back from having cinnabon is the messiness of it, the stickiness. It's too overwhelming to me. I don't. I, the, the whole process of doing it seems I'll be too messy. Yeah, it is a, it is pretty Lionel messy, but you know you just gotta power through like the Champions League. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good one. It just it just it it kind of also is the embodiment of fast food, which yeah. in like while you're having it, it's so good, but it's also just awful. Yeah, the second you're done, it's like what have I what have I done? Yeah. Yeah, it is it is instant regret. I don't know if you have this, and this is not on my list, but along the same lines, I'm probably more of an Auntie Anne's guy. I like an Auntie so, Anne's So, uh, yeah, Auntie Anne's was like, maybe comes in at like 12 or 13, but Auntie yeah. Anne's, I think Cinnabon's a little better than Auntie Anne's, yeah. but Auntie Anne's kind of does that same, scratches that same itch, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, that smell, that cinnamon smell, the freshness, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, the problem with Auntie Anne's is I never know exactly what to get. Like, Cinnabon, you know you're getting the Cinnabon. Auntie Anne's, you can get those like, Pretzel they bites. have like the pretzel nuggets, yeah. They, or they have the pretzel, and sometimes they get the bites, and they're like not enough. And I'm like, oh, I should have got the pretzel. Yeah. But then you have the pretzel, and you're like, oh, the bites are better. So it's it's. They, I I feel like they don't have the perfect thing there, so that's what holds me back. Gotcha. So number seven, and this is where there's a big, like leap. Okay. So I feel like number seven to me is closer to number two than it is to number eight. Wow. Number seven, I got Popeyes. Very nice. Now. Popeyes, I also feel a little bit like so. I haven't had this chicken sandwich that everyone's talking about. You haven't had the spicy chick. 
I haven't had it. Wow. And I feel like if I have it, it automatically goes up multiple spots. But I just haven't had it. They actually just opened up a Popeye's right by me. So I'll probably get it. You should. Um, Popeye's, I think, in terms of... I have one other place that's kind of more known for chicken on my list. But it's undeniably really good. I've gotten, like, their piece buckets uh, and the and the, the tenders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're equally both great. Sauces are really good. They got red beans and rice on, on the menu, which is a classic. Um, my first experience at Popeye's was definitely my best introduction to fast food ever. I was in New Orleans during Mardi Gras and was just, like, very drunk. And we had Popeyes at like one in the morning and I was like, this is the best food in the world. (laughs) Drunk Popeyes. Yeah. So the introduction was, was unbelievable and it hasn't really let me down since there was one time I lived with, uh, one of my friends, um, Bastian Schweinsteiger who lives in Austria. Now I lived with him my first year out of college and he was a big Popeyes guy um and once he would like buy he was someone who would like buy way too much of a food and mm. like have it left over for too long and then a lot of times never finish it mm. like one time he got really drunk and he brought home two slice two pies of artichoke pizza full pies yeah and That's he i think he to his credit i think he ate like three out of the four slices of the first pie that is an insane absurd piece. That's like the one pizza where you have one th- one slice yeah. and it's more than enough. <laughs> it was a very impressive feat. It's but the most rich pizza ever. Yeah, it's insane. So thick. But what I meant to get to is that like I one time he had he like got I don't know whatever the big it's like twelve I think twelve tenders at Popeyes you get that's like the mm-hmm. large one, and you know he didn't finish it and he was like you could he had it in the fridge and it was like a day or two went by. And I, you know, I was just waiting until I could have it. I was like, this guy's not eating it. I want it. But then I had it like two days old and it, it just wasn't good. But I mean, that's on me. So it's that on. was like one time where I had it and I was like, oh, I can't have this for a little bit. But that's, yeah, I mean, no, it's not meant to have two days later. So that's, it's, it's my fault. No, it's, I mean, the, the whole, I think the best part of it, my number six is Popeyes. So my, okay. I'll, I'll just, perfect transition. Just yeah. Just get into it. Your number seven is Popeyes, my number six. But the best part is the crispiness, the crispiness of the chicken. That's, that's, it's, it's amazing. Their breading is, it's fantastic. Um, I'm a big, t- I love their tenders. I love their biscuits. They have really good Cajun Yeah, fries. the biscuits are, biscuits are great. Really good biscuits. And I highly recommend the spicy chicken sandwich. It's, it's, it's not my favorite fast food spicy chicken sandwich, but it's definitely up there. It's got, it's got like the most meat, most chicken out of all the sandwiches, chicken sandwich, I think. It's very thick, nice breast meat. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit afraid to have it to be honest, because I feel like I'm going to like it so much that I'm just going to yeah. always want it. You know, especially that, if it's near your farm, it's dangerous. Yeah, but it's, I've had it a couple like when it's not like a few days old, but if it's cold, cold Popeyes isn't terrible. But if you like cold fast food, overall, depending like for the most part, looking at my list, most of this food cold isn't that bad. Besides the Chinese food, which I know you love cold Chinese, but. Because so I, I remember at summer camp, the big thing would be sometimes the counselors would bring back like cold fast food, and it would, it would be just so compared to the camp food, we would, we would go nuts about it. It'd be insane. Yeah, my number six is Popeyes. Remember last episode when you're like some guy brought back nuts, and he put his hand around in his pocket. Yeah, nuts for nuts. I've been thinking about that like all week. 
Just like the fact of like someone having nuts in their pocket and like handing them out like uh, like Boss Tweed. And they were so good. They were so, so good. Steve Gandolfo. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. A wizard. <laughs> yeah. A Waverly place. All right. Let's move in groove. My number five, speaking of five, this, this fast food chain has a great 555 deal. It's Domino's. I love Domino's. Big fan of Domi's. Um, used to get it a lot growing up on like a Friday night, having the babysitter come. We would order Domino's. My parents would go out for dinner, get some pizza. wasn't wasn't I, I used to always love their their buffalo wings also and their cheesy bread. I think the cheesy bread is probably the, the, their number one thing that they have there. It's it's dangerous how good that is. But yeah, the five 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 deal is classic. You can get your own personal individual pie for five bucks and two other people. Get at college, I do that a lot. Two other friends. <laughs> Do the five 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 deal. Um, I'm trying to think what else they would have that is good. The cinnamon sticks used to be a classic. So, and they went through a phase. I think they still have it. They would make sandwiches. Wasn't always a big fan of their like sandwiches, but Domino's absolute classic. Always always solid. But my favorite fast food pizza. Yeah, I'll give it away. Domino's is my number four. Okay. And I love Domino's. I very. I thought about putting it higher. Honestly, I. It, to me, it's not really pizza. It's its own thing. Sure. My go-to is a jalapeno and sausage pie. Wow. And I get... So these fast food places, like, I have way less fast food now than I did a few years ago. Yeah. Um, I just... I feel like it's clear that this stuff isn't good for you. Uh, I also don't really feel good after having it. Yeah. But Domino's is something I'll, I'll have, like, when I'm sick, weirdly. Like, I, I still have it. Like, I was, I was like sick earlier comfort, this year. Comfort food. Yeah, I was sick earlier this year, and like I, I got Domino's. Um, sometimes I will go and carry out pizza. Um, You'll pick up Domi's. Yeah, it's because it's way cheaper, and you know I like walking. It's you know it's an e- it's an easy hack. Like can't I live, I can't say I've ever been to a Domino's storefront. I like being in a Domino's because it's it's a factory. It's <laughs> not. It's it's like it's designed for you not to be in there, and I just there's something about it where it feels like you're getting. Like a peak inside a factory, basically. It's like your Dunkin' Donuts take. You like that it's so uh, not designed for you to be in there. It's even worse. Like, Dunkin' Donuts is like, we don't want you in here, but there's tables. Domino's is like, what are you doing in here? Yeah. There's some why are you here? that have why, tables, though, right? Why are you here to save money? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, as you said, the cheesy bread is great. The Cinestics are amazing. Um... Yeah, there's something that I just love about it. And the, the pies are both big enough and small enough where it's like, I feel like I usually eat like six out of the eight slices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I've been kind of, I well, I last had Domino's in January, so I, I'm due. It's like overdue. a twice a year treat for me. And you're, you're I, I make sure I don't have it enough. Like I don't have it frequently enough to not like it. And I think that's also pretty big. Sure. But want, it is something I like, I like thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And it this is, is certainly a part I of see, my. I didn't, I didn't predict you to be so passionate about Domino's. I'm very. I, I might be more. I might be the most passionate about Domino's out of anything on this list. Um, the, the reason why it's not higher is I know I can't have it more than I have it. Otherwise, I know that like it would immediately drop. Like you can't have it. No. Too much. It's interesting because we're from New York, New Jersey, and we're surrounded by the best pizza in the world. But we both have an affinity for Domino's. 
Yeah, well, I don't, I don't view it as pizza. I view it as this other thing. Like, I, I really don't. Like, it's I don't red, compare it. Farm. There's no point of comparison for it. Um, I also think they're crust. Like that one. I, I also like that campaign they did when they're like, "Yeah, we suck." And then yeah, they made it, they made I feel like, and I feel like since then I've really liked Domino's. Like they made that crust. It's like whatever that chemical dust they put on it now yeah, is like seasoned, delicious crust. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I kind of really want Domino's now. Let's put it because get a five 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 get Kate involved. Yeah, I, I, it's also I good. She, she's not a big Domino's fan. Gotcha. It's also good sometimes if I get a pie myself and I don't finish it. If you freeze Domino's reheated in the oven after being frozen, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, do- leftover Domino's is really good, and yeah. cold Domino's is really good. Yeah, cold pizza is, is fantastic. Let's get Bayless. Yeah, that was his like first show, I think. Cold, cold pizza. pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think cold pizza was the original first take. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it was before its time, so no one really watched it, and then right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right, okie dokie. My number four is I like where it's at. I'm a big fan. I think it's a, it's got a good spot. Number four is McDonald's, Mac Diesel's, Whack Arnold's, Mickey D's, Mac Doodles, Whack Donald's. I said that one already. Yeah, it's McDonald's. I'm a big fan. I think they have the best fries in the game. If they're fresh and they're hot, I don't think anybody competes with their French fries. I would say most restaurants can't compete. Like sit-down restaurants cannot compete with McDonald's fries. I would also say the same about their Coke. Their found Coke is somehow much better than any other Coke that I've had. Um, not the drug. Never had the drug. I'm talking about the soda pop. Love McDonald's soda pop. Um, yeah, they are just, it's always, they, similar to Domino's, have, like, improved their quality over the years. Um, like, the meat quality, um, the McNuggets, they had the white meat, are absolutely a staple. And McDonald's is, is a classic at summer camp when the councils would bring back cold McDonald's. And I would have, like, cold McDoubles, and it would taste like the best thing I've ever had. Somehow a cold cheeseburger, it would, it would hold up. McDonald's, my number four. Nice. I have McDonald's on my list. I'm going to save commentary because I also have it kind of like in juxtaposition to another place. So okay. I, I have it on my list, but I'll I'll save it. Okay. For the I'll save it for the pod. Please. Um. All right. So my number six. I don't think you're going to see this coming, but it's Boston Market. <laughs> and I didn't see it coming. Boston Market. It's the healthiest one out of out of the options, but we had Boston Market a fair amount growing up. There was one in my town. It's since closed, and they had great chicken. Like I feel like I didn't like that like rotisserie chicken, or I mm. did. I like, just didn't think it was like a treat, like like McDonald's. Yeah. Um, their mac and cheese was amazing. Um, the idea of like home style cooking that's also fast food is is kind of genius, and they pulled it off really well. Another thing I love about Boston Market is that. I guess like people who were born in the 1920s or 30s call it Boston chicken. I didn't know that. My grandma always called it Boston chicken. It used to be called Boston chicken, and then they hmm. changed at some point. I love that they had some sort of corporate meeting, and they said, <laughs> okay, well, people just think we're going to be chicken, but we want more than that, so let's be Boston. I love that that, that decision was made. <laughs> we're more than chicken. We're more. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like Domino's. I think they, they're no longer Domino's Pizza, and I think now they're just called Domino's, just Domino's because yeah. they wanted to... The, the sandwiches really didn't work, but that's fine. No. With Domino's. But Boston Market is delicious, and I would probably, out of the things on this list, I mean, I would have it, and I wouldn't feel 
bad about having it. It's not, you know, their cornbread is also uh, a staple. Great cornbread. Sure. Cornbread is not always good, and their cornbread is great. Um, yeah, Boston Market. I do remember the cornbread being good, and I feel like I actually had it a fair amount growing up. I know my dad's a big fan of Boston Market, but I I definitely don't like it anymore. It just reminds me, whenever I think of Boston Market, I just think of just gravy all over everything. And I'm I just, the, the, I just, I can't, I can't have it. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> have it. I don't want it. I don't need it. I can, can do a lot better. It's, it's, I can't, it's, I don't need it. Boston, Boston Market's whack. <laughs> I, I, you don't have to put gravy on it. That's on you. I just picture the gravy. Like, the gravy's on the side. I just, they don't even ask. They just like, they just pour it all over everything. What do you mean? What Boston just, Market are you going to? I don't know why. To? I just man, I just keep picturing to, like a bowl of all the food sunken under like all their gravy. It's like I don't I don't want that. I think you went to Whack Goldberg's Boston Market or something because <laughs> that that seems atypical. <laughs> but number five for me, I don't think you're also. This is kind of a unique one, but I've talked about this place on the pod a bunch. Uh, BBQ Olive Chicken. So oh, this Korean is now? yeah, this is a, a Korean rest. It's it's sort of so it's like it's like grab and go kind of so you could like like you get there and they have like basically like um yeah wings kind of like buckets of of chick of like chicken um they have a, a bunch of other stuff they have these like i don't know what they're called but they're these sandwiches of like rice and like a filling in the middle you could get uh kimchi you get so like a bunch of different kind of side things and i, I they have a really good spicy chicken sandwich and it's probably the thing I have the most frequently on this list right now because I will get it pretty much any time I have to go to Penn Station and take the LIRR. It's like my treat right. that I get, and I oftentimes get it, and then I have the sandwich um, or whatever I'm getting on the on the LIRR. Um, it's really good, and yeah, I, I probably have it the most. And so fast food, I think in general, has a specific fast food taste. Right. Like, you know, if you're having McDonald's or you're having Burger King or you're having even Popeye's, you know, you're having like American fast food. Um, Obviously, BBQ olive chicken is Korean, but like like the spicy chicken sandwich is actually really spicy. Just like you could tell it's like, you know, it's it's more flavorful, I think, than your and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like the ingredients are more real than fake. And I have Mm -hmm. no idea if that's true or not. But um there is a certain level of uh, flavor that, like, you could get, you know, they have, like, uh, different levels of spice, and the really spicy is, like, very, very spicy. And I feel like... Make them out yeah. for it. Yeah, and I feel like in, you know, your, in, your, in your American fast food uh, places, like, you're not getting that level of spice because they're afraid of a lawsuit or something. Yeah. And there's the one I go to is in Koreatown. I know they opened up another in the East Village. I don't know if they're in any other place in America other than the city, uh, but I hope they I hope they grow. Maybe Brady's Bits will launch them into being a national national chain. I gotta yeah. try this place. It sounds unbelievable. I'm a big it's very good. fan. Big special yeah. chicken fan. Yeah. Um, and number four, I got Domino's. Nice. So I already talked about Domino's. Very nice. My number three, speaking of spicy chicken, is Wendy's. Wendell's. Wendy's, my classic is the number six spicy chicken sandwich. It's like you said, because it's a fast food chain, the spiciness is not at the, 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 
level of spice that I would want it, but it's still relatively spicy. Wendy's, I also love the Frosty, dip the fries into the Frosty, the classic combination. Just a lot of nostalgia from Wendy's, the square patties, hanging out in the parking lot of Wendy's when I was younger with friends. They're pretty good nuggets. I feel like overall, just like compared to the majority of fast food, you feel like the quality is a little bit better. I would probably pick Wendy's over McDonald's if I had the option, just because I feel like there's less Wendy's than McDonald's in general. Um, yeah, my number three. So I thought you'd have this, and I think we're going to have a, a frosty debate here. Oh, boy. I think Wendy's is grossly overrated. I don't think it's good at all. I had actually the best Wendy's experience I had was the last road series of road shows I did before the pandemic uh, with Brett Raybould. We had like Wendy's in this parking lot in Worcester and we were really hungry. And it was like it was like the only time I had Wendy's where I was like, I'm, this is actually like I actually think this is is good. Um, I think their fries are just not good at all. The, the I, least the, the worst thing they do is the fries. It's not their best thing. And I don't think their burgers are anything to write home about, and I don't think their chicken is particularly good. Have um, you had the, the number six, the spicy chicken? Yeah, I've had it. I think that's what I had this last time, and it was good. But I've had it other times, and it's not. I don't. I don't. The square patty doesn't do anything for me. I also had a, a bad formative experience with Wendy's, which I feel like probably scarred my perception a little bit. But I, yeah. I went back a lot of times, and I feel like it never really changed my mind. But one time when I was like seven or eight years old, I got a chicken sandwich and they gave me, uh, my dad called it a hockey puck. It was like they grilled, they like didn't even grill it. It was like they gave me like this grilled piece of chicken that looked like the most, even at seven years old, I was like, this is disgusting. I couldn't even eat it. And I remember my dad and uh, someone else, maybe his friend was in the car and they were just like making fun of how ridiculous they just kept calling it that they gave you a hockey puck. So like they gave you a hockey puck. <laughs> Lancy. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's really screwed you. Yeah. Um, but I, I it wasn't like I, I gave them a lot of chances and I feel like there's only one time where I actually this most recent time where I felt like it was it was it delivered. Um, uh-huh. and I'm not gonna really have it. I'm you know, I've given enough chances. So I'm only going to have it when I'm in this sort of, of uh, pickle. And, oh, one other thing. I don't, like, if you're calling your, your food junior, then Burger King or McDonald's is senior. You're admitting. You're a step below. <laughs> Wait, they, don't, they don't call their, they, they have junior Junior options. bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, they have, they have a junior option. If you, if you have a, if you have. A, it's a junior establishment. McDonald's has a kid's meal. They just have a yeah. junior, they have a junior cheeseburger for the young guns. Yeah, for people who aren't going to McDonald's. <laughs> so what is the kids' meal at McDonald's? It's for kids. Kids' meal. I like Junior. Ken Griffey Junior is my favorite baseball player. and I hang him up in my bedroom in a very straight frame. Um, but I, I totally disagree everything you just said about Wendy's. The square burgers are... Where else are you going to have a square burger? The, the meat's not frozen. It's, very, it's fresh. I will say the fries leave a little bit... A little bit pity, to be desired for, but that's why you dunk them in the frosty. Yeah, it's it's uh, artificial. It's uh, steroid era. You gotta have an asterisk with the fries if you need to juice them up with a frosty. That's what all this fast food is. They're all being juiced up. They're all they're all they all they all are juiced. They all are juiced up. That is true. Yeah, this is all very bomb stuff. Yeah. All right. Wow, I didn't see that coming. But what are you gonna do? 
I'm a big fan of a big fan of Wendy. My number two, I feel like you were alluding to this probably on in your top of your list. Number two is Chick Fil A. Big Chick Fil A fan. I haven't had Chick Fil A that often, but when I have, it really knocks my socks off. It is probably my favorite chicken sandwich. Always fresh. I've had it a couple times at airports. Probably when I, have, I had it the most, but like some reason other places it's always a long line which is a good thing it's a good problem to have chick-fil-a i wish they were open on sundays i don't support their politics obviously i don't know if that's obvious but i don't um yeah the chicken sandwich is absolutely die for they have waffle fries which is pretty unique to most fast food places having waffle fries uh pat the chicken nuggets very good their chick-fil-a sauce is also bomb yeah it's always a special treat having chick-fil-a Number two. Yeah, I have Chick-fil-A in my top three. Nice. Um, I'll wait. I'll wait for Chick-fil-A, but yeah. Okay. My number one, I feel like you have uh, ridiculed this brand in the past. You've slammed them. You've, you've made comparisons to this to different societal issues. Some might not think it's fast food, but to me, it's my probably my favorite burger out of any burger. I think this burger is probably better than the Manetta Manetta Tavern burger to me. It's Shake Shack. I love Shake. I can't. Sometimes I used to live in Gramercy, and I would just walk by the Shake Shack in Madison Square Park just to smell the Shake Shack, smell the salty meats. It's the best burger. The quality of the meat, the bun, the bun, the bun. It's makes me go nuts. The way the bun catches the Shake Shack sauce. Shake Shack somehow like. It opened up my eyes to how mayonnaise could be used in actually ethical ways. I used to be, I used to think mayonnaise was comparable to the Holocaust, but Shake Shack opened my eyes to that. They have a great chicken sandwich. They have a great shake. It's in the name. You wouldn't think so, but it's delicious. Shake Shack is just anything you say about Shake Shack is not true because you probably haven't had it enough. It's just undeniable. They have so many unique burgers. I can go on for days. I can go on for hours. They have this one. The last thing I'll say is they they have this hot cherry pepper bacon burger that is insanity, and you would go nuts for it. Yeah. So the food is good. I just can't get like I don't want to be condescended to when I'm eating. <laughs> Who's condescending? The whole concept of Shake Shack. It's like here is a food that's like like you should be the whole thing is you should be so thankful that we're providing this high quality food <laughs> where did you get where who said this to you everything about it emanates that everywhere it's like this so there's a difference between like this is what's wrong about fast food and let's fix it but i just feel like the way it's done it just rubs me the wrong way a little bit i don't know i don't know why and i don't know if it's just me but that's just that's just how i feel about it their fries are amazing the burgers are good but Those are insane. like I, I don't. I don't think that's that's just that's just how I feel. About I think it. So, I think because sometimes you have to wait more than you 10 have to minutes. wait a long time. That's probably rubs you. The they wrong act. Way. I feel like they act like they're doing everything better, but like the experience of going there, it just feels hectic to me. Like it's it's kind of very, it it's not pleasant. Like you're you're in this long line, and then you're like everyone's like yelling out stuff, and then people are like. Everyone there has their headphones in and they're not paying attention, but they're also like trying to jump you in line. And then like you get that bag, and like I'm like I'm like why does that? Why do I need to have this gigantic bag? I don't want to. I'm not going shopping. 
It's it's. I'm not it's going shopping fun. for burgers. It's a beautiful bag. It's it's got great handles on it. Unlike I any other fast food bag, it's easy to hold. I think another thing that bothered me about Shake Shack is that when I uh, delivered for Postmates, that was probably the place I went to the most, and it bothered me that, like you know, I'd get like Shake Shack at the one in Astor Place, and I'd walk, I'd go to the far west village, and I'm like, if you're it, it, to me, that kind of defeats the purpose. If you're getting it picked up and then delivered to you, um, you're not getting it entirely. The bag is like not built for it to be like that. It, it, it's like if you're not getting the highest quality of this quality experience, what are you doing? Yeah, but that's What's not the point? Shake Shack's hand. That, that's just that's people. But that's the, ad, that's the ad, that's the attitude of a Shake Shack consumer. And then like the idea that they <laughs> oh so God. so now not all Shake Shack consumers, but. Um, and then, like, I don't like the, um, I do feel like they're a little bit, I mean, so Danny Meyer, I don't know enough about the restaurant industry, particularly the fast food industry. Um, I do know Danny Meyer is, like, he's very innovative in terms of some stuff, but I also don't he's know. But I don't know. I read this really good profile about him once, um, but I don't know. Like, it, it seems to me unclear if what he's doing is... Um, in terms of like the industry stuff, I don't I don't know enough about it, so I can't make a judgment about it. But like it, there's something I, in my gut, that I don't like about like at Shake Shack, they're kind of leading the way in terms of like automated ordering and stuff like that. Yeah. And to me, it doesn't seem like it's more efficient. Uh, so that's that's just how I feel about it. And I could I could be dead wrong, but this is just. I'll tell you what you is, are. Dead this wrong is my Bray's bit. The burgers are incredible that's, the burgers that's, are good the burgers are good but honestly like i'd rather i i think i would it's to me it's not a significant step below or above above um it's better than like mcdonald's two cheeseburger meal but i don't think it's like i don't think it's stratospherically better i think it is it's a whole different whole different world look this oh it's it, just based on smells alone go go buy I also, a shake shack I, and smell. I also i also feel like i'm always hungry after having shake shack you're not, you're not getting enough. You're not ordering enough. Yeah, because then i got to spend $20. Sometimes you got to splurge on a shack. It's fast food. I'm not, I'm I, not think it's to... the, I think it's the, the, the memories of delivering and picking up from Postmates is what's really... Yeah, every, 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 everything, I said, everything I said about it. All right. it's, like, it's like overly branded. It's, it's, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. That's that's the, the the food review, just the it's enough. <laughs> yeah, we get we get it. You you we get it. You you made a a fast food thing that's better than everyone else. Uh, well, I agree with that. All right. Uh, so I got I got this is a innovation. I don't know if you're gonna be mad at me or you're gonna think this is good. I got a tie for two. Wow. <laughs> I went back and forth a lot of different times. This is and... The first tie we've had. Yeah, and I wasn't sure. What do you think about it? Do you feel okay with it? I'll do a two or three if we have to. But I, they, in my mind, they're really a tie for two. At the end of the day, it's just interpretations. If you if you could right. not ultimately decide, I'm not going to change your your list. Is yours? All right. So this is a tie for two. I've got Chick Fil A and McDonald's. Interesting. Wow. You couldn't so, decide between one of those. So I just feel like they're kind of very different in a lot of ways. Uh, like their strengths are are not their strengths and weaknesses are a little bit different. So. Chick-fil-A, I think, as you said, like their number one chicken sandwich, I think might be the best fast food item. Like if we did, I guess we'll probably do a fast food item list. 
at some point. Oh, it's a good, it's a good They're idea. really good. Like, it's really good. I think it's very tough to beat. Um, Chick-fil-A, I do like that they're close on Sundays. I think, you know, um, you know, their politics notwithstanding, I think it is healthy for, uh, especially a business of that size to like, be like, Hey, everything is not a hundred percent about working to the point where like, clearly it's a decision where your profits aren't the entire end all be all. And I think that's, uh, you don't, you don't, that's just, I think they're the only like large company that, that does that. I think they're the only large company that's anti-gay marriage also. That is true. So, um, I, I think like, you know, we live in a world where everyone's just working towards like the idea is almost like you should be working every single second of your life and, uh, everyone shouldn't be working every day. I agree with that. In like a healthy society, and what else was I going to say about Chick Fil A? Oh, like it is. It is. I feel like the cleanest fast food place. Yeah, it feels the cleanest. Like everyone there is like friendly. I feel like I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's some weird Scientology shit they're doing in there, but like everyone there is friend. Like it. It, it feels. It feels efficient. Um, yeah. It. It does feel like it's pleasant when you're in there. Absolutely. And the and the and the food is good. Best chicken sandwich by far. Yeah, Chick Fil A, uh, and then McDonald's is just like the classic fast food. Like when I think of fast food, it's McDonald's. Their fries, as you said, are unbelievable. If you're getting Dom, if you're getting not Domino's, if you're getting McDonald's and you're doing the drive through and you're driving home, those you're those fries are done. Fries. Oh yeah, those fries are done. Um, I've had it the most. Their dollar menu, which I don't know if it exists anymore, but like the McChicken, the cheeseburger. Just unbelievable value. I do feel like, so there's one thing about McDonald's, like McDonald's is in the city, I think are just really depressing. Definitely. I mean, it's basically like, you know, it's basically, unfortunately, it's like the city is like forced, like if you're homeless or a lot of them, it's like just like people on heroin, you know, yeah. it's just really sad. It's just like a, such a sad environment. And that to me, like that, that, you know, those are the McDonald's as I'm around now yeah and i i feel like it's just like it it it's a it's a it's a depressing it fosters a a sort of depressing environment right um and that to me is a huge bummer but like their pickles i'll talk about their pickles and their cheese and their onions the bun uh what were you talking about with the bun i was talking about shake shack no bun of mcdonald's it's like i mean you know it you know it's like not really a bun but oh man it, it is good it is buttery yeah it's always going to be there for you. Everywhere you go, there's probably a McDonald's. I like the McDonald's architecture. I don't like the new McDonald's's. I like the McDonald's Fry Huts. Those are way better than these new creepy McDonald's's. The robot McDonald's. Yeah, I think, yeah, I haven't really been to robot McDonald's. I, robot, like, once there are all, all robot McDonald's, I won't be going there as much because they have nothing on the Fry Huts. I'm there was a Fry Hut McDonald's in Red Hook that was great, and I think they actually recently renovated it to a robot McDonald's. Yikes! Yeah, I do miss those those Fry Huts that had like the play pens also in the back for the kids. Oh yeah. Oh we <laughs> okay. Well, I, we still gotta get to the list, but we got we got something that just came through the Braze Bits email. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but the wires uh, are blowing up. Yeah, so those are McDonald's and Chick Fil A. I feel like they're to me they're on the same plane, but for different reasons. Interesting. Okay, and the number I would, one. I would say Chick Fil A is overall 
So obviously, I have them higher up my list. I think they're a lot cleaner and just the quality is a little bit I think, above. I think Chick-fil-A, yeah, but also for me, so like McDonald's has been with me all my life. Chick-fil-A, the first time I had it was in 2011. And I don't really have it like in, they have them in the city now, but I don't really have it. To me, it's like an out of the city. When I Whenever I'm in Florida, I always have Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And um, it's only been with me for the past 10 years. It hasn't. It doesn't hasn't accumulated the experience of of McDonald's. Gotcha. And then number one, I feel like you've talked bad about this before, but I think it's far and away the highest quality and better than Shake Shack, uh, In and Out. Jesse is in despair. You don't believe that. You that's that is the way the way you talked about Shake Shack is exactly how I feel about In and Out about its all. How the brand is is so much bigger than the it's so much. Oh, um, you, you say what you gotta say. Well, say I'll what, tell you, I'll tell you I'll tell you the major difference about In and Out and Shake Shack is that In and Out is literally half the price of Shake Shack, and I think it's better. The fries are so bad at In and Out. Fries, fries are great. I love the fries. I was gonna say I love the fries. The, the fries, fries are you have amazing. To cover, they people cover they call it animal style because your animals eating the fries. You have to cover it in chili and cheese. They're you could go with animal style. I actually prefer the burger with burger animal style. The fries, just regular. I always want it to be so much better than I've had it a couple of times, and I always get so hyped up. It's, it has. So it's much like hype. the first thing when I've gone to LA. Now it's the first thing we'll do when we get there. I had it when I lived in LA. I had it probably like four times a week. And this was in 2011. I know it's a little more expensive now, but it's not that much more expensive. You get, I think, a double-double and fries for four ninety five, And it's like quality food. It's fill, You're filled up. That's another difference between Shake Shack and, and In-N-Out. I'm filled up after I eat it. Phil Jackson. It I always, get my Phil Jackson. It's it the always... champion. It's the GOAT. It's got 11 championships. Shake Shack... I don't know how many championships it has, but not as many. And I do also like, like I, I do love about in and out and I don't know if I lived on the West coast, maybe it would be different, but it's, it's playing hard to get. And I love that. And the fact that they refuse to go further than, I think they have one in Texas or some in Texas, but that the fact that they refuse to go f- like further than like, if they went further, their quality would decline based on, I guess their, you know, their meat and, and their stuff, their products. And, how many places are doing that? Not that many places are gonna gonna prize their quality over easy profit. I don't like it. I, it's I've had it too many times. I've been too disappointed. Way too many times. The second if, if you don't have it there, the second it gets cold, the whole the whole experience is terrible. The fries are soggy. The burger is terrible. Any other fast food holds up a, a little bit cold. It's it's awful. The bur- the the bun is like cardboard the fries are like potatoes that are under not cooked they're fresh they're, they're literally they're there's the quality fries they're wearing like these paper hats and and they're from the 1920s like where do they get these people from it's in and out what are you a belly button choose in or out it's, it's insane <laughs> i can't have it i'm choosing in <laughs> yeah i'm out I, I just I, I want it to be better. I've I just I've been let down way too many times by in and out, disappointed by it. I always get so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to California. I'm going to be on the West Coast. I'll I'll give it a try again. It's never Shake Shack blows it out of the water. Every bite of Shake Shack is 
delectable in and outs like i'm trying to find, i'm trying to search for the flavor can't find it the flavor is everywhere that's why it's so cheap they're not even they're not even seasoning any of the meat no it's 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 better than it's better than shake shack it's not i mean this is and it's half the price it's literally half the price it's half the price because it's it's low quality no it's half the price because it's with the definition of value for that reason i'm out i've been enough <laughs> Are you a shark? Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we're going to do our segment of we got, I got Phil Jackson guessing your picks. And, and I have Kate picking yours. I got to give another, a lot of credit to Phil Jackson because so we did a, we called an audible. We usually record on Tuesday. We're recording on a Monday and kind of, we, it was a last minute switch. So I literally DM Phil Jackson an hour and a half before we're recording and Obviously, he came through, but, you know, gotta, an hour and a half. This, I got to say the same for Kate. Kate, I didn't, I, I think I DM'd her 45 minutes before we recorded, and I said in my message, like, no worries if you don't see this, just one, I, it was a last second call. Both of our predictors came in clutch. Very, very happy that they That's were able to, to answer. I mean, this takes a lot of brain power, these predictions. Yeah, and, and Phil Jackson, so this is what he said. You know, I told him you caught because I told him, I messaged him yesterday and said Tuesday. But he said, this is what he said, holy crap on a crayfish. That Jess is always keeping me on my toes. Probably why they say himself has sweet feet. My prediction is that he will downplay his fast food participation lately, citing a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> I also predict I'll tie a lot of fast food preferences to eating while on the road, like a real road dog would. I personally shared some meals at the places I'll mention below with the curly-headed, tippy-toed panda. <laughs> you say tippy-toed panda? Yeah. Express. So he is uh, pretty spot on here. He missed, well, he missed two, but he's got three. He went three for five. Three for five. So he said Wendy's. A childhood class, and he kind of has a spun on Wendy's a childhood classic, and probably where Jess cut his fast food teeth. Phil, <laughs> he said McDonald's, aka Mac Diesel's, aka Whack Donnie's, aka Mickey Diesel's. Bingo, Phil, from he downtown. Said, he said, which he didn't have this one. Taco Bell, cheesy gordita. Are you kidding me? Okay, I'm not a big uh, tacos on the fringe. I'm not a big Taco Bell guy. I don't like no I don't shit. like Taco Bell at all. I think Taco Bell is not good. Yeah, it makes me a little loco. Yeah, uh, Chipotle. However, I think he likes Dos Toros better. I do love Dos Toros. I love Dos Toros. That's kind of why I didn't. I don't have Chipotle because I feel like it's on a whole different level. Dos Toros, probably my favorite. It's not not fast food, but it's like. It's fast food. You could, it, it could fit. It could fit in fast yeah. food. But yeah, it, it is it is good quality. Um, Chick-fil-A, what you got? Nice. Oh, I guess he got four of them. And he says, bonus Panda Express. Wow, Phil. So yeah, he says, well, there you have it. Fast, quick, and dirty. He said, he said, <laughs> and this I think is a, a, a Phil take. He said, also hard not to mention that Roy Rogers is the single worst fast food joint in history. <laughs> Can't this can't disagree with that. Roy Rogers, I think I had once. It, it was disgusting. So I think I've had it twice. It's it used to be, or I don't know if it still is. Some rest stop in upstate New York has a Roy Rogers, and I remember I had. I think they have like the Gold Rush Chicken Sandwich, 
if I recall. And I had it once, and I was like, this is amazing. And then I went back, and I had it again, and it was so bad. Yeah, that's the thing with some of these places. Like, it depends on who's making it. Yeah. Yeah. Great picks from Phil. Strong. He also said Starbucks is also technically fast food. Wonder if it'll make a triple episode appearance. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about putting Duncan in there. So I feel yeah. like Duncan. I thought about that too, but I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't really get food, so yeah. I'm getting coffee. So I didn't. Yeah. I get Duncan a pretty significant amount when I'm a road dog. I'll sometimes stop there for an egg sando. Yeah. All right, sweet. Again, shout out to Kate for the last second predictions. Really came in at the under the wire. I think I gave her a message about 45 minutes out. Um, she went once. She went four for four. Five, five for five. Popeyes, McDonald's, yep. Chick Fil A. Yep. yep. Oh no, she missed one. You didn't have Subway. No, but I could see why. Yeah, I mean, it was close. And honestly, like Subway, now I'm like in hindsight, should have I put it over Cadoba? Even Cinnabon. I have, I have, I have good feelings for Subway. Um, and I do feel like I talked like I'm not in a Subway craving moment, but there were, yeah. She might yeah. be. She might be right. I. I think I'm wrong, in my list. And then Domino's, which she yeah. nailed. So so four for five. Yeah, I think if she thought she probably didn't think about In and Out, but if she did, she. I don't think she's a big fan of it. I think everyone thinks it's overrated. So no, she loves great it. Great call by Kate, but not, not like by not omitting In and Out. <laughs> she was out as I was as well. Nice. Uh, do you got any ads? I actually don't have any ads this week. No. I. Went into the archives to get one of our one of my first ads that we had on the podcast. Today's Popeye's spicy Ray's chicken Chips. sandwich, right? I that was one of them. This this is a different one. Okay. This one is brought to you by Burger King chicken fries. Hey, Larry Nance, have you ever looked at a chicken and thought to yourself, "Hey, I bet that chicken would rather be a fry"? BK chicken fries, all white meat chicken with the courage to be French fries. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? It was a bird. Now it's chicken fries. Burger King's chicken is the new potato. You see a potato, I see a chicken fries. The kicker of the Jets is Sam Ficken, and he ain't no chicken, but he's, he's a finger-licking guy. Burger King, come and get it. It being chicken fries. Nice. So Burger That's King didn't one. make my list, but they have great chicken fries. Yeah, Burger King was probably like a 10 or 11 to me. I actually really like their fries, but I think everything is a little bit of a step below. Exactly. Burger King. Exactly. Um, we do have one question that came in the Brazebits email. It's um, a question we, for the We pod. could have just zoomed right past that one. You didn't have to. This is what this is. God, this is from Zach Goldberg. Oh what would be God. the thing you miss most about Wack Goldberg? I mean, <laughs> you know, I hope we find a place for Wack on the pod. But you know, Phil Jackson's like intros are unbelievable. And shout out to Wack for for being Wack. But he, he's he's thirsty. Super thirsty. Phil Jackson has just come in on every one of these predictions and provided last, provided accuracy. I will say about Wack, I think he might be outpacing Seidel as the pod nemesis. I, uh, that's a great call. That's so that's a, that's, call. that's a message to Seidel. If you want to still be the pod nemesis, you got to step your game up. Yeah. I miss, I miss Wack. I miss Wack's self-awareness is what I miss about him. I miss, I miss <laughs> his, his silence. The sound of silence. You find that you're disturbed. Yeah. Disturbed. Nice. Want to go into that QAB? Yeah. So mine, I alluded to it before, but my that is a QAB. I feel like 
I read this, uh, one of my favorite, I guess, like, author slash, in, I may say intellectual people. This guy, I don't know, Jaron Lanier. Um, he's, like, he's someone who, like, helped basically found the internet, and now he's, like, a big critic of Silicon Valley. He wrote this book a few years ago that's pretty popular. It's called, um, like, 10 Reasons to Delete Your, to delete your Social Media Right Now. But he basically talks about all the perverse incentives that social media creates for people and how it, like, literally changes how people think and how people are motivated by the incentives and they're all just negative and bad. And it's gotten me really bummed about stand-up comedy with this pandemic because I feel like stand-up certainly has a issue with like, you have to be on social media to grow your presence. And that became a huge part of stand-up. Um, I feel like over the past 10 years, definitely since, you know, we've been doing it. Um, but I feel like now with this pandemic, it's almost more like, so you do, I feel like before the pandemic, you do stand up. Social media was a part of it, but like you could be fine just doing stand up and then using social media kind of auxiliary in an auxiliary basis. Uh, there were even people who didn't have it, but now I feel like it's almost like social media is the key to actually getting shows now, like getting on these pandemic shows and like just like doing doing comedy it seems like social media is more important to actually getting on shows and it kind of doesn't really have anything to do with actual stand-up and it just and then i feel like i'm having i put out a video this past week but i was just like i'm just gonna have fun with this i don't i don't care like i'm not trying like what i was thinking like who's this for what's the aim i'm just like i just want to do things that i think are funny and i feel like social media isn't it's isn't geared towards that it's more geared towards like a certain type of social climbing. I mean, no matter even this isn't just stand up. I think it's for everything. And, um, it, it just has really been bumming me out lately. And I'm like, what do I even like, what do I even want? Like, I want to do stand up, but I also don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have to kind of go through this mechanism of these perverse incentives that just make you feel shitty all the time. Right. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, that video you put up, by the way, is very, very funny. It's that the Long Island character. Thanks. Absolutely hilarious. Love that. A lot of different chuckles in that video. Highly suggest people check it out on Lance's Lance Comedy Instagram. Um, do you know who Kenny DeForest is? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, we, uh, I, I know of him. I don't think I've actually ever met him, but, um, yeah, I know. We, like, message back and forth one time. Yeah, he's a really funny guy. He put out a, a really funny tweet that I think it went semi-viral, but he, he tweeted much saying please don't forget about us comedians who are bad at the internet because it, yeah it's along those lines of like that's i feel that's the same so way like i'm i'm like i'm not tweeting that much the most i've been, I've been doing a lot of TikToking, but i'm not a big i don't post like instagram videos that often i'm not post tweeting and it feels to be relevant right now is to be online and uh that's not what a lot of stand comedians are are best at and also the online world just isn't the world and people think it is, but like you ever do, and you, you've seen this, like there are, and this isn't to say that if you're good at online, that you're bad at stand up. That's not, that's, I don't no. think there's a real correlation, but there are so many, I've seen so many times where someone will do a joke that would like do well on Twitter and like audiences are just like, what are you saying? Exactly. Like it 100%. isn't, it isn't reality. It doesn't really have, it's not, I don't even know how related to reality it is. It like sometimes is and sometimes isn't at all. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't even want to go. I feel like, like even attempting to go through it is some sort of compromising of like your soul. I don't know about that that far, but 
I think the biggest comedian right now that's broken or blown up since during the quarantine is this girl Sarah Cooper, who yeah. became viral and famous for her Trump lip syncing videos that are very funny on its own, but she's also a comedian. I think she wrote a book, but now she got a Netflix special based on these lip syncing videos. Like, there's no other platform or no other. Like, she couldn't do that lip syncing as a stand up bit. I don't think that would really translate, but we'll yeah. see what she does on her Netflix show. I think it'll be like a sketch well, show. So I've I've met Sarah. Sarah, she's she's good on stage. Um, sure. It's it's just a different thing. Um, yeah. It's like I mean, it, it, the her Trump love singings are they they are genius. Like I think it was Seinfeld actually that kind of he like broke down why they're so funny because um, it's just like taking Trump's it exposes just how insane he is. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, that is it's like it's it's almost a different thing. So she was able. I feel like, I mean, she's like a great example. She was able to channel something that I, I, I think those videos are really funny. Oh, they're great. And, um, like, but it's, it, it isn't, it isn't stand up. Like, no. I mean, it, it, it could mean like it, I, I've seen her on stage. She's, she's, she's solid. She, she actually had a show at the lantern that just got added, uh, before the pandemic. Wow. Um, but like, it doesn't necessarily, like if you do something super funny online, it doesn't necessarily mean that it translates the the stand up. So it's um it, it it's very interesting. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah, so now so I'm like what a I, I'm just like how long is this gonna go on for? And like I don't like I just I just feel like I like there's there's a part of me that's like I I can't do I can't do this. I can't try to be and then there's certain comedy that I feel like works better for online and it's yeah. like, are you going to change what you're doing for online? It's just, it's just so stupid to me. It's a matter of trying to figure out. We have, we have this. We have Braze Bits. I, mean, this is, this I know. I'm so, I'm so thankful. If we, if, if, if we didn't have this or if I didn't have this, I don't. I, I feel like I'd be very sad. I agree 100%. Um, it's just, I, but I, I feel the same way overall about like, about my, I feel like my jokes don't translate to Twitter. I feel like even those like one shot videos don't really translate to kind of what I do on like a stand up scale and um Yeah. And I don't even it's tough. Yeah, I mean so I have a Twitter but I basically don't use it and I like I don't even I, I just feel like the medium itself is compromised. Like it's it's a compromised mechanism. And yeah. I I'm like I don't want to participate in this. I feel like the whole apparatus it, not to get into like media theory, but there's this guy Marshall McLuhan. He's like a pretty famous media scholar, but his you probably heard the phrase that the medium is the is the message. Yeah, and I mean that that's basically saying like if you're doing things through Twitter, it's it's the the what you're doing is already it, it's just within the context of how Twitter operates, which is like snarky, super hypocritical. There's a certain kind of hierarchy of thing. It's it's just like you're doing it within there, and I think the whole that whole that whole medium is, is kind of compromised yeah. um, in terms of like its integrity. So I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to do it. Yeah. I, there, there are, this, my favorite Twitter is people who are very ironic and doing like almost characters on Twitter. It's probably my yeah. favorite version. There's ways to do it. Um, yeah. But I'm like, I'm not like one of my favorite Twitter accounts. I don't know if it's still around. I haven't, I don't really go on Twitter, but uh, coffee dad, do you know this person? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny. like tweets about coffee. And then every four months it's like his son died. And it's yeah. like I miss him so yeah. much. There's ways to do that, but I'm like, yeah, that's funny, but it there's there's something there's something missing about it. Actually, I think Bo Burnham actually like in I think he's like he kind of talks about it a little bit how it's like 
the internet, a lot of it's like ironic, anti, a little nihilistic. Um, and that's yeah. funny, but it's not like doing something. There needs to be something beyond that. Like, sure. like it's only in reaction. I don't know. And yeah, I've been very, um, a little bit, uh, tortured about it. I would say. Sure. I feel the same way. Um, speaking of our podcast, Raise Bits, my exact great has to deal with my mother is a listener of the podcast. She's a Brazerback. I, I don't know if she listens to every episode, but I had dinner with her and the Podfather last week, and she told me that she had stopped listening for a few weeks because she thought that we were talking like extra fast, and she, she like went to my dad being like, why? It's like, what's up with Jesse and Lance like talking like so fast now? Like we naturally talk very fast, but she said that we were talking so fast that like she couldn't grasp it. It was giving her, her a headache almost. My dad looked; she had it at like three and a half speed. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine, I mean, that's a whole n- another level of pod shape. Could you imagine speeding us up? It's it probably would induce a seizure. So she like stopped listening, and she didn't, she never brought it up to me. But until my dad like showed her that her speed was like up, um, she she had to, like stop listening because it was it was too uh, annoying. So I found that pretty funny. That is so funny. That is such a mom thing, also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is like so. I don't know if you remember in the beginning uh, of the of the pod, but my friend October, who's a who's a dedicated Brazerback, he's great. I actually talked to him. Uh, actually, kind of one of my highlights. I I uh, Facetimed with him this past week and nice. we hadn't had like a you know kind of a lengthy conversation since uh since the quarantine i think we've been mm-hmm. texting and stuff but um that was good we actually he's a big golfer and uh we want to do a golf he wants to do a golf thing he's great. like he's like he's like i gotta meet jesse <laughs> i love that so we should we should do something Wax some balls yeah with goldberg that's tbd <laughs> tbd maybe does, Molberg. Does, yeah maybe Molberg. um but uh, yeah, that that's so funny. That's such a, that's such a mom thing. Yeah, I I, I, I wonder. So I know some people do listen to podcasts with the speed up a little bit. If any Brazerbacks actually do bump up our speed, because that's a whole that's like a whole nother level of pod shape. That's like well, I don't even know how you would label that. Yeah. Well, October said he usually listens to I think either on, I think one and a half speed, but for us it, he does one. Yeah, that's got to be. You gotta do at least one. Maybe you can slow us down a little bit. Three times. I, I'm gonna test it out. I'm gonna take it for a spin. But <laughs> it's I, I, it's gotta be awful. <laughs> I, I be you can't listen. Yeah, Un- unlistenable. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. That's great. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, sweet. Want to bring in the closer? Yep. A one, a two, a one, two, three. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. Come on. Bits, 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 bits. Yeah. Bits. Nice. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits, 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 bits. Bits. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, then the plug. Nothing. Uh, I think I'm gonna have something for next week. But send us a question. Phrasebits at gmail dot com or DM us on Instagram. Uh, thanks for everyone who sent in questions. Um, and yeah, leave us a review. That is super helpful. I know I say it every time. Um, thanks for everyone who is listening and is continuing to listen during the pandemic. Uh, 
I've been reading articles about how like podcasts are uh, people aren't listening to as many and there's there's like oversaturation with podcasts because there's so many now. So I don't know. I'm pretty thankful that we have people who listen. It's cool. Absolutely. It's the best. All around the world, we have Razorbacks. It's very, yeah. very cool. Yes. Echo all that. Send us an email. Send us a question. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. And uh, subscribe to my YouTube, Jesse Eigner on YouTube. I'm, I'm going to start putting out some more vids. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we're on episode 40. We're going to have an announcement. We're, we're working on some stuff. We'll have some announcements about the pod. Not not right away, but kind of down the pipeline. Um, so look out for those. And if you know you have any suggestions or stuff you want to see, uh, email us or, or DM us on Instagram. And yeah, that's all I got. Samesies. Sounds Gucci. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Have, have a good weekend, everybody. Or we. Peace. Peace.